0: Welcome to episode 8, Abraham's Faith. Romans 4, verse 1 to 5 says, What shall we say then that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh, is the reward not reckoned of grace but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Verse 13 continues, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all.
1: Abraham was moving completely by faith. God was asking him to do some things that to many people might seem outlandish Mm -hmm. or even impossible. Mm -hmm. But Abraham believed God. Abraham obeyed God. He knew what it was, and he knew what it was like to receive the blessing of God because of his obedience to the word of God. And in, in Genesis chapter 17, we read about the seed through Isaac, not through Ishmael, Mm -hmm. that he'd promised and made the covenant through Isaac. But then in Genesis chapter 22, we talk about how that he had designed it so that way he had to go up on a mountain to sacrifice his son, the one that he gave him promise to. But also in between that, now in between Genesis 17, there's 18, 19, 20, 21. So some things that happen were actually... Abraham has to send away Ishmael and send away Hagar. So the one that Abraham said, let this one stand before you. Let Ishmael be the one with the promise. He actually has to send him away into the wilderness and separate himself completely from Ishmael. And then God asks him, now sacrifice the one that I gave you. But Abraham knew what it was to have faith in God. He trusted God. He knew that whatever God said do, It's worth doing because his word will never fail. So if God told Abraham, I'm going to raise up a seed through Isaac, and then I'm going to tell you to go sacrifice Isaac, then if he actually had to kill Isaac, God was able to resurrect Isaac. Because God could not break his word.
2: That's good.
1: And Abraham had confidence that God would not break his word because if he did, he would be an unjust God. So he tells the servants these words in Genesis chapter 22 and verse 5. Abraham's on his way to sacrifice Isaac, and he gets to the base of the mountain. He tells the servants to stay there with the the ass, the donkey. And Abraham said to the young man, Abide here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you. So here's the faith of Abraham, that he has such confidence, such trust in God, that he says... We're going to go up, knowing that God told him to sacrifice my son, but me and my son are going to come back down. Right. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. But that is the faith of Abraham. Mm-hmm. And in Romans chapter 4, Paul begins to write in the New Testament in verse 16, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. Because that was the covenant to Abraham. It was a grace covenant, yeah. unconditional to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed not to that only which is of the law but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all what book is this in the
2: book of romans said right the book of romans yeah
1: he's not writing to the jews yeah he's writing to the romans a gentile people and saying abraham is the father of us all
3: hmm.
1: so if you just want to take it on that level he's not even writing to Abraham's natural seed he's writing to his spiritual seed and in the next verses, as it is written I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed even God who quickened the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were that was Abraham He didn't look at things and say, I'm just looking on the surface. But rather, he called things which were not as though they were because God promised them to be there. Like he gave the promise of the son, Isaac. He said, you will bear a son by Sarah. He's 75 years old. Sarah's 65. The next time he visits him, he's 99. Hmm. He's well stricken in years. And he still hasn't had the son. But he's still looking to the promise and saying, God said, I'm going to have the son. I'm going to have the son. Yeah. I know this is going to happen because God's word said it is. It calls things which were as though they were not. In other words, according to the deadness of their bodies. He's 99. Ab- Sarah at this time is 89. And they're, they're past having children. Absolutely. Or they're done past having children. Yeah. But yet he still looks at it and says, but I still believe the word. How it yeah. going to happen? I have no idea but it's going to happen. Going back to um
3: Genesis 17:21 God is speaking with Abraham and in verse 21 and he tells Abraham I my covenant I w- will I establish with Isaac. So God already established a covenant with Isaac without even he being born yet. That was the second visitation of God to Abraham. Yeah. And there is when God give Abraham a point in time where that promise will be fulfilled, when the child will be conceived.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's amazing because you look at that and you could see God working in times and seasons. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, He gives a promise. He says, this is going to happen. But then there's a time that he comes and confirms and says, okay, this is going to happen because I so said it. My word can never fail. Read. But now, this is when it's actually going to happen. So, you know, you you might receive a promise you know, from God. You might read something in the scripture. And, and, you know, it might be a promise to you, something that becomes real to you. But what he says, just hold on to it because God is really going to fulfill it, whatever it is. Because he works in times and season. But so far as he's giving you a promise, he is going to fulfill it. Because he can't, you know, he can't fail in his own word.
1: Yeah. Because going back to Romans chapter 4, it says about Abraham who, against hope, believed in hope. When it didn't seem possible, he believed the word of God, anyways, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. Didn't even consider that. Instead, he considered the word of God. In verse 20, it says, staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Now Paul is speaking to the Galatians,
3: and chapter 4, verse 22 and 23 says, For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by the bondmaid, the other by the free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman, was born after the flesh talking about ishmael but he of the free woman was by promise talking about
1: isaac the next verse in verse 24 says which things are an allegory in other words, it's pointing to something greater yeah. just like we talked about abraham he's got a promise from god saying your seed shall be as the stars in the heaven and as the sand on the seashore the sand on the seashore was an allegory for the stars in the heaven because then he goes on in verse 28 now we brethren as isaac was are the children of promise but as then he was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit even so it is now so i want to take a step back though and i want to look back into the allegory of the seeds because god is perfected in threes and the seed of Abraham is perfected in three, in three women. So, in the perfection of the seed of Abraham was Ishmael was the first, Isaac, and then Jesus. I'm bringing in Jesus now. Ishmael coming from the bondwoman Hagar. Isaac coming from the free woman, Sarah. But both of them with intercourse both of them by a physical relationship. But Jesus Christ came from the virgin with no intercourse. See here, the seed, as we read it in Romans chapter 4 and verse 18, says, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. We also read it in Genesis chapter 17, verse 19, says, I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Here, the seed, one, it's one seed, not seeds, plural, but one seed. These others were not seed of Abraham. They were seeds, plural, of Abraham, because seed, singular, was his faith seed. What God was speaking of, not his natural seed. See, after Sarah died, Abraham actually married again, the scripture says, and married another woman, had seven sons besides daughters, so it wouldn't be abraham's seeds it was abraham's seed one and that was abraham's faith seed pointing to the royal seed that was to come through abraham's faith not by a natural physical seed with a physical intercourse or a physical act but something that now came by faith an everlasting covenant not abraham's natural life but abraham's spiritual life who took everything contrary to god's word and called it as though it was not this was the seeds that were laid for the royal seed to come they believed god who against hope believed in hope that was the real seed that i want to talk about now and now we're presented with this picture and i want you to imagine this picture of a seed that's starting A seed of promise starting out being slightly doubted. Doubt of the original promise. The original promise that God gave Abraham. See how it starts. Just so low, so slow. In doubt of the original promise. God promised Abraham through Sarah to have this child. But watch, the first seed that Abraham came by the bondswoman because Sarah doubted that this could happen. That's why that all came about. That's why there came... A natural man in ishmael because sarah doubted the word of god yeah and she said take hagar my handmaid and truly god will bring raise up the seed through her because she was old and past the age of bearing now i just want to point out once again that seemed reasonable but that's not how the word of god operates he says you gotta believe me i'll bring it to pass any way possible it will happen but I want, I want you to go back to the picture to imagine for a moment a wheat plant. It really, a wheat plant has three parts excluding the seed. It has a stalk that comes out of the ground. It has a tassel. It has a shuck that houses the seed. None of these are the purpose of the wheat plant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're all parts. They all play a part. They're all important. But the purpose of the wheat plant is to bring the seed that was originally planted in the ground back in many fold into this original condition inside the shuck yeah. that's a mature wheat plant is when the seed that was planted is comes back again into full maturity in the head yeah. so notice I, I want to take this this allegory and add an an underlying allegory of a wheat plant of Hagar who was the stock and that she was she was the first the beginning of the seed springing up It didn't look anything like the seed. It was the stock because she was just the bondswoman. Not in the promise at all. God never mentioned Hagar. God didn't make a promise saying about Hagar. Saying, I'll raise up a seed out of Hagar. No, there was a covenant that came with Ishmael after. After Ishmael was already born. But the original promise, the original seed that was planted had nothing to do with her. Though she played a part just a transporter of the seed notice sarah sarah was like the tassel she had the pollen that jewish nation raised out of her out of sarah come isaac through isaac come jacob jacob come the patriarchs the patriarchs brought forth a nation but out of mary now which you way ahead in the bible to mary the virgin the virgin's faith produced the true spiritual seed word made flesh Three women that this seed was carried through. One was actually an adultery under polygamy mm-hmm. through Hagar. The second was a free woman through Sarah. The third one had no physical intercourse at all. No physical affair, but by faith, she believed the word of God. Hagar, Sarah was by physical intercourse, but Mary was a virgin by the power of the promised word of God.
2: And another thing that, you know, you could really underline there as well is, you know, you look at Hagar, you know, she wasn't even part of the picture about, you know, the one to bring forth the seed, right? So you have her, you know, as you're saying, she's the stock, right? And then you have Sarah, which at a certain point, she actually doubted it, right? She actually doubted to say how, you know, when, when the angel visited him, i i don't remember exactly where in genesis but the, yeah. the angel visits him visits them right and, and she literally dies to say how am i going to bring out a child yeah. right but then you come to mary she receives the word which is again pretty impossible because she, she, the word is saying to her you are a virgin and you're going to conceive but she believes it so it's just to see the, the 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 lineage of you know how the seed is always tied into believing the word even though it's impossible. To our human mind, it's just, you know, it's not comprehensive. But however, the true seed just believes it. You have Hagar that, you know, just lets it go. You have Sarah that dies at a certain point, but Mary believes it.
1: Even Mary, though, I would type her to the shuck. Yeah. That she w- she housed the seed. She was not the seed. Yeah. But yet she housed it. She was the carrier of it. Thank you so much for listening today. Feel free to contact us at etpodcast at etmtab.com. Follow us on Instagram at endtimepodcast. God bless you.